Hello Poppets, it's Sax here and you are listening to my sometimes rowdy and always useful podcast, Shit's Getting Real. A show about all things growth, mindset, health, wellness and my most favourite of all, chit chats with the girls. Now look, we are all in search of a direction into the evolution of our higher selves. And sometimes what we don't realize is the highest intention you can possibly have is to just have some fun. So I am here to share it all with you. Sit back, lay down or jump up, whatever you feel like doing today and let yourself experience, evolve and have a whole lot of fun. Hello, my party people. If you are anything like me, meditation when you first began was super, super hard. And my brain was running at like a million miles an hour always. And then I found breath work. Um, breath work was so different and it allowed me to really tap into different areas of myself and create so much change and everything else. And don't get me wrong, I still love meditation and I still utilize the practice. And I also utilize breathwork our practices as well as all of the mindset shifts and changes that I go through daily in all the practices that I do. So I wanted to bring you guys on a absolute start in breathwork because I know that it's something that we don't really understand until we start doing it. And sometimes if you're like me, you need to hear it from the horse's mouth first. So I'm super, 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 super excited to introduce you guys to Burr. So enjoy the episode. Remember, if you love it, make sure to leave a five-star review, or if you're sharing it to your stories, do tag me so that I can share it to mine and give you guys a little shout out too. I love you all and enjoy this episode. And welcome back to Shit's Getting Real. I am super, super excited today to have Burr on and speaking all things breath work. So I'd love for you to say hello, Burr. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for having me on here. Of course, of course. I'm so excited to chat to you about this today because I know breath work has been something that I have been utilizing more in this year um, and I got to experience a little bit more last year. And I have listened to a few podcasts that you've been on talking about your story and it's super inspirational to hear as well. So I'm so, so happy that you could jump on and talk to us. I'd love for you to just introduce yourself with what it is that you actually do within the breathwork space or within the coaching space to give everyone a bit of an overview of you, if you would, that would be lovely. Amazing. Yeah. So I'm a breathwork teacher trainer. So what I do is I show coaches and facilitators how to scale their business by using breath as a vehicle to not only leave the legacy that they are here to leave, but also to spread the message that self-expression and fulfillment is the norm. Yeah. And what I find is that breathwork has been that vehicle for me. Like I've done so many different kinds of styles of meditation, breathwork, uh, Reiki. I'm also certified in sound healing, NLP, uh, hypnosis. And for me, breathwork was the thing that worked the fastest. And I didn't even understand how 
why it just completely transformed my life and so yeah it became the main gift that I have that uh is allowing me to have the most impact I possibly can and it's it's such an honor so I love that. I love that so much. And it's so true because a lot of us coaches in this industry and in this world are are so multi-talented in regards to all of the different things that we do offer people. But being able to have that real staple product of like everything is kind of based off of this and this is my key part is so, so beautiful. So I, I love that you do that. And I love that you help other coaches too become more embodied. It's not just about the individual client but about actually helping you progress every step of the way right 100 percent. yeah love that yeah. well the first question that I ask every guest that I come that comes on the show uh, which I don't give you any preparation for because I want you to just think of the first thing that comes to your head what was the moment for you when you were doing breath work or when you got introduced to breath work when you finally realized like oh, shit, this is real, this is potent, this is what I want to do. <laughs> that is just so easy for me to remember that moment. Um, it was when I was in L.A. and I was going to the centre um, and they had these breathwork classes that were selling out. So at the time I'd been through a lot of, um, like, trauma and I was trying to find the modality that would that would shift things the fastest and the easiest. And there were these breathwork classes. I didn't even know what it was, but they were selling out every single week. There's like four classes on and no other class was selling out. So I was like, okay, this must be, there must be something to this. So I went into the studio, laid down, did breathwork. Um, for those people who don't understand what breathwork actually is, you're just consciously manipulating your breath and you're using deep, controlled breathing to shift into an altered state of consciousness. Now, I had no idea, and everything that I'd experienced before then had been very uh, Buddhist-based, so kind of like kind of pana, really relaxed, gentle meditation. So when I did this class, and you get in the class, and the music, it's like you're in like a, a beautiful, sacred nightclub. Like, it's pumping, it's banging. <laughs> and <laughs> is it not? Yeah, I get exactly what you're talking about. It's just like not like the typical meditation studio. And then the the breath itself is like deep, fast, controlled, hyperventilative breathing. And so halfway through the class, I just black well, first of all, I'm like, oh, this is really hard. I'm like, why 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 does everyone love this? And then I just blacked out. That was my first experience. And I'm like, yeah, I, I don't get it. <laughs> But <laughs> I love but, that that's your start. So like, uh, what is this little magic thing <laughs> happening here? <laughs> yeah, it was it was so funny. But then I was really dedicated to understanding why this was so popular. And so I, I booked in again to go again. And the second time as I was walking to the studio, it was literally like, I don't know, 500 metres away from my house, my Airbnb at the time. And I remember my mind just thinking about all the different things I could be doing, like anything else than going and being in this class where it's hyperventilated until I black out. But I kept listening to this, this voice within that was like, no, you've got to go, just go. And so I got there and then I was there. And then within 15 minutes, it was like my whole body started to change. And I, I could feel this tension coming through, through my heart, through my, 
my womb, my belly, my my jaw, my mouth, my hands, and then it was it was like my whole body was like just suspended in in space, like in so, in so much contraction, and then I just exploded, and it was that moment when I could feel like I was I was pinned to the floor in pure love, like unconditional love. And the grief and the fear and the pain and the sadness and all of that was just pouring out of me. And I'm just crying and crying and crying, like uncontrollably. Like, but it was it was love. And it was in that moment that I thought that I need to bring this back. This is this is I have no idea what is happening. I don't know why. I don't know how it happened. I didn't even trust that it would happen. But this experience is unlike anything I've ever experienced before. I mean, now can I label it? It's unconditional love. It's divinity. It's sovereignty. It's the experience of being so deeply in my body that nothing in my mind matters. I'm completely free. And when I had that experience, that was it. I was like, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. And it really is so beautiful. And I think I had a very similar experience. Like I had previously done breath work in little bits here and there, but really going into an actually facilitated class of breath work or being around like a facilitator who was in that environment, like helping you and guiding you through the the journey that you go on was when it does get that, that extra bit of, um, of clearing, I suppose, because anyone can sit in a room and breathe and control their breath in certain ways. However, when you're taken on a journey like that and you're really allowed to release and let go of all of that tension that you store in your body, it's so beautiful. And that's why I want to be able to bring this to the world and show more people about what it is and how they can get involved with it, even back in their rooms or in their homes as well. So I'm so, so, so happy to have you on and talking about this. I do want to go back a little bit further because I know a little bit about your story, but I would love for you to sort of explain a little bit about what was it that originally got you towards mindset, towards, um, I know it started with meditation and like you were saying, that calming breath. What was it that took you there to begin with? Yeah, sure. Uh, so when I was a, when I was between the ages of eight and twelve, I was sexually abused by my stepdad, and I didn't know how to move through that. My family, uh, like, well, they didn't know, right? So I kept it from them because I really wanted to um, to keep everybody safe and. And I always knew that at some point I was going to have to deal with that. And all through my adolescence, I, I had this experience of feeling like, oh, there's something's wrong and something's off. But it just wasn't at the point where I thought that I couldn't continue. And it wasn't until I was about in my early 20s that it, it became that. Uh, it was this moment when I was walking across the road and my foot landed on the, the pavement and I remember thinking very clearly, like, oh, I didn't check the traffic. And then feeling this this relief come through me of like, oh, well, that's awesome because I don't have to deal with this anymore, this, this feeling. Mm. And in that moment, that was when I realised, I'm like, oh, but this is too painful actually and I can't stay like this. If I stay like this, I will give up on change. And if I give up on change, what is the point of life? Yeah. And at that point, 
that's when I started to seek out psychologists um, and they they were supportive, right? And it's, it didn't... so hard to explain it's like it felt like it felt like my heart was underneath like here underneath the surface underneath the surface Mm -hmm. and and they were just scooping stuff off the top and then I was getting closer to my heart but I wasn't in my heart and I didn't even know what that would mean but if I could be in it I didn't have that experience and it wasn't until I went to this um Vipassana retreat which was a 10-day meditation retreat where you don't do anything but meditate there's no reading no writing no talking no sex no self-pleasure no exercise uh, no eye contact no touch and you meditate for 10 hours a day yeah that's intense (laughs) that's actually crazy yeah (laughs) it was it was crazy um yeah, and I, I went to this 10-day meditation centre um, and completed the, the course and that was the first time I, I touched my heart. Like I, I was, I, like I said, I always knew something was up, but it wasn't until I was in my room in absolute silence that I, I actually heard, felt and saw what had happened to me as a little girl mm. and experienced it but in the safety of my adult body and, my, yeah. and I was crying and thing and releasing it all. And it was, it was so beautiful. It was bliss. Right. And that's after that, it became really clear to me, I, I'm going to bring this work to everyone I love. And I did what any good Bible basher does with meditation. I tried <laughs> to like bash people. With, <laughs> with I love that. <laughs> for 10 days it's gonna change your life of course like it's just not accessible it's not right and 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 so then it was okay let's go to go to the places where they've actually made meditation accessible and I went to California Manhattan Joshua Tree I went to India I went to every major commercial meditation studio uh, in the states that I could and I spent about 600 hours um, in classes just every single star crystal reiki uh, Shigong, uh, and a bunch of other names that I don't even remember. Um, <laughs> and that was, that was ultimately, ultimately the breathwork because I saw that this is working for the, for the mainstream on a mass scale. Yeah. Like there's yeah. a very unique person that goes to Vipassana and even those people who want to go very rarely go, right, whereas breathwork is super accessible. Mm-hmm. mainstream everyone can go everyone gets a result regardless of whether they understand it or no yeah yeah mm-hmm. exactly and so explain a little bit to me about actually the difference between just day-to-day breathing and a breathwork practice of actually like conscious manipulation of breath like what is the difference when it comes to actually like oxygen levels and things like that why is it that once we consciously are creating that breath, what's that change that happens inside of us? Great question. So what we get to understand is there's two different 
kinds of, of breath work. There's the foundational breath, which is understanding how to optimize your everyday breathing to create maximum uptake of oxygen in your bloodstream into your tissues to optimize your energy. And then there is breath work, which is about controlling your breath to create different states of consciousness and shifts in your physiology. And so when it comes to foundational breath, what we're looking at is um, understanding that most of the population is over-breathing. And that because we live in a stress culture of, oh, I need to get this done, I have to go there, I've got a million things to do, I need to be there, I need to be everything for everyone. There is this unconscious expectation. And mass media is sending us this marketing message of if you don't do this, then you're not enough. And some on some level, everyone is receiving this unconsciously. Mm. And what it has created has been the majority of the population over-breathing. So we only need about like six litres of oxygen, but the population is generally breathing about like nine litres of oxygen, maybe 14. And what this does is because our body's getting in so much oxygen more than it needs, it actually doesn't retain enough carbon dioxide to metabolise the oxygen that's already in our body. Right. And that's it's so, so interesting. interesting, yeah, because uh, like from an outsider perspective, you'd be like, oh, stress on the body, not enough oxygen, too much carbon dioxide. So it's <laughs> not, that, like that's automatically where my brain would go. So it's so interesting to see that it's the opposite and that we're actually breathing too much in a sense of <laughs> um, having that overload of oxygen. Wow, that's so interesting. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I really appreciate your appreciation. It's such a simple change that I'm going to share with everyone now, if that's okay. Yeah. Um, because what's really happening is the inhale is uh, upregulating your nervous system, so uh, increasing your heart rate, and the exhale is lowering your heart rate. The inhale brings oxygen in, and the exhale um, is releasing carbon dioxide. So what you actually want to do is slow down the release of carbon dioxide so you're retaining more of it. So when you breathe in, you actually want to breathe in deep, but you want to lengthen the exhalation so it's long and slow. Hmm. And this yeah. means that you're retaining more carbon dioxide so you're able to metabolize the oxygen that's in your body and put it to good use as opposed to just having it be dead air that doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. Um, and in terms of the foundational practice, like there's a whole lot more I could speak to um, in terms of curating our foundational breath to optimize our energy, but that's like a simple hack that you can do anytime. Um, is your audience more like coaches and facilitators or more? Just um, everyone. Just yeah, just sort people. of good old everyday little cherubs, I call them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, awesome. So, um, Anytime you're in a stressful situation where you're having a difficult conversation or you are feeling breathless or you're nervous or feel like you're about to lose control, what you could do is breathe and imagine that breath going into the belly because we know that our upper chest breathing contributes to, one, not getting enough oxygen into the body, and then number two, um, also heart attacks, cardiovascular issues. So you want to inhale, breathe in deep, 
and then exhale long and slow out through the mouth. And that's going to down-regulate your nervous system and allow you to drop into your body so that you can go into a rest and digest state. So that is foundational breathing, which is totally yeah. different to <laughs> the intense breath work. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So I know that 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 to me, so it's like there's the two different sides. There's like the relaxation side of being able to actually lower the oxygen in your body so that you can create more relaxation through the carbon dioxide is what I got out of that. And then the other side of that is like that energetic breath work where you start having those shifts in mindset, you start having those realizations, you start having those um, those feelings of emotions moving around your body created through breath, right? What is that thing? How does that work? <laughs> Ooh, <absolutely. laughs> this is the truth. I love talking about this. So. In this kind of breath work and what has been referred to as controlled hyperventilation, Wim Hof, holotropic, rebirthing, transcendental breath work, there's multiple different names, but ultimately it comes from a deep old yogic tradition. It is deep, controlled, rapid breathing to induce an altered state and how it works scientifically. What we know, which is not a whole lot, let's be real, um, is that we are dramatically increasing our oxygen uptake to the point that our body goes into oxidative stress. Yeah. We go into our sympathetic nervous system, which is like your fight or flight, because there's this vagus nerve which runs through your heart, your lungs, and your gut. And it's kind of like a power lever for turning on your major organs or turning them off. And because we are in a stress culture, a lot of the time it's kind of half turned on and it doesn't actually get to the point where it turns fully on so that you can have that, your, your organs all working in optimum, pristine condition. And it also doesn't turn fully off because we've got this underlying stress that's keeping us in a state of suspended animation without actually being able to fully relax and get the restorative properties of being in a parasympathetic nervous system state. And so when we do this kind of breath work, we're actually upregulating our nervous system, creating oxidative stress and putting ourselves into a, into a state of so much stress that we're able to release it all at once and go into a parasympathetic nervous system state. And how that works is increase the oxygen, decrease carbon dioxide. And then because we've got so much oxygen in the body, we're actually depriving certain parts of the brain of oxygen. So if you think about the way that the brain evolved over time, it came from a lizard brain, which was like our instincts for survival, eating, having sex, and then it grew into the million brain, which is having emotions, like which is why you know elephants can grieve the loss of their loved ones, um, and why we see emotions in our in our dogs and cats. And then the final layer, the neocortex which is the part of the brain that thinks and evaluates and decides and judges and talks and talks and narrates everything and mm -hmm. talking right now the part that makes us and crazy that part, yeah. <laughs> that part the part um, that crazy part is the first part to be affected by that oxygen deprivation and so it switches off 
Yeah. And when it becomes inhibited, we're able to actually drop into the limbic system, our emotional centers, into the deepest parts of who we are. And this is where the science doesn't make sense. And so I always explain that in breastwork, it's like the science that we have is very limited. This is this is all theory, but that's all mm-hmm. also all science ever is anyway. You ask a scientist enough questions and eventually you'll come to the last point, which is, I don't know. He's always going to say that. Um, And so when we drop into the spiritual explanation of what's actually occurring, you can understand that when we drop into the deepest parts of our brain, we're actually dropping into our, our coding, our frequency, our ancestry our past lives we're able to rewire energetically things that is that are inaccessible to us with our conscious mind our unconscious mind is this intelligence which is always supporting us running the show making decisions without us even knowing it heals our body without us knowing if we get a cut we don't have to like command the cut to heal it just heals and that unconscious intelligence is energetically connected to the entire collective it's part of nature where we imagine that we're, we're separate from nature, but we are actually of nature. We, we cannot exist without it. We are it. And so when we're in breathwork, we can tap into that collective energy, that free energy, and really go beyond the mind and the body and into the soul. Yeah. Wow. That's actually so insane. And I'm so glad that you knew all that information because just wow. And so that's sort of when you're in that mood and when you're in that brain, I suppose, or that, that part of your brain, that's where you start to unlock those things that like you've been hiding from yourself in the conscious thinking brain, right? It's sort of like when we go into like NLP terms and things like that, it's sort of the difference between looking at the conscious brain versus looking at the unconscious brain or looking at conscious memory versus unconscious memory. And so all of those things that we're hiding from ourselves and that we're pushing to the side or pushing down and like not taking care of all of a sudden have no other option other than to present themselves. That's exactly it. Yes. Right. Like, um, there was, uh, I think Dr. Joe Dispenza said that there's a switching station in our brain called the thalamus and the thalamus switches between thinking states and sensory experience. So if you're thinking, then you cannot be feeling it. If you're feeling it, you cannot be thinking, which is why in conversations with men and women sometimes, generally <laughs> speaking, the woman okay, I'll just speak for myself and my own relationship. <laughs> Whatever you're gonna say, I'm sure we all feel the same way. <laughs> right? It's like I feel so sad. And he's like, okay, well, don't worry. This will fix it. And I'm like, but I feel sad. Yeah. You're like, I actually don't want to think right now. I just want you to hug me, please. That would be great. Like, I don't need your solution. I actually have my own solution. I just need you to feel sorry for me for a second. <laughs> yes. Just let me throw a pity party, please. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, um, and that's, yeah, that's the piece. It's like we turn off the thinker and then we immediately get access to our sensory experience and emotions. Mm. Right. So interesting. And so within the practices that you've done for yourself, what do you feel has been some of the biggest shifts that you've done with breath work? Mm. 
or even for clients, if you can share a story that you've had, like with clients that you've taken through Breathworks or things like that too. Yeah, absolutely. I had one client who came to me and he was um, had insomnia. He was working 17 hours a week. He uh, said that he just couldn't stop. Like he, he couldn't switch off his mind. He could never slow down. And all we did was introduce a state changer. So I've spoken about foundational breathwork and then I've also spoken about the popularised um, one holotropic shamanic journey breathwork. Then there's the middle ground, which is state changes. And all we did was implement daily breathwork that changed his state. And then with enough consistency over time, he now can just fall asleep in 15 minutes. Like it, wow. He went from insomnia to being able to sleep in 15 minutes. And he says his whole life is different and he's also working way less every single week because what was he really doing that for? It was to escape the moment that he was in. And the moment that he was in was suppressing all this tension in my body and being unable to be in presence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so insomnia, uh, we had another client who was just, and this is more of like an emotional thing, she was just terrified to be seen. The first time she ever did a Facebook Live in a private group with just four of us, she cried because she was so terrified. And through our breath work, through um, the techniques that we used and the journeys that we employed, she was able, she now runs breath work for like 90 the last group that she ran was for 90 people. Wow. Like, That's such a big change. Yeah. Oh, huge. Absolutely huge. Yeah. And so that's the thing really, like when it comes to any sort of emotional baggage that we're holding on to, when we're storing it in all of these places around our body and we don't give it any how, any resource to release itself or to actually come up to be resolved, you do just stay in that state of constant like fear or insomnia or whatever it is that the issue that the person is facing is there. So it's so incredible to say that just from a simple exercise such as breath work, you're able to actually move that energy from in your body to outside of your body so that you can create those shifts and create those changes to in real, like in reality, you're changing your whole environment innerly, like innerly, innerly is not a word, but internally. A hundred percent. Yes. And that's the thing. It's like if we don't actually face what's beneath our conscious mind, then it will it will come up when it's not safe for it to appear. Like so we may as well create that safety now and allow it to to be felt. Um I'm just actually thinking of this uh conversation I had with my family uh, last year where my my family had a combustion and we've always been like so loving and gentle with each other it was terrifying for everybody to experience it was like oh my god are you still going to come to Christmas um and I remember I did I got my flip chart out and I drew this big iceberg on the on the flip chart and I was like okay because because my um my dad was saying he's like I don't know why that happened I don't know why I reacted that way like that's not me and I'm like okay cool and I drew on this iceberg I'm like okay this is what happened your wife died like eight years ago and you didn't talk about it and um what else did I say and mum left us when we were I was 12 when my brother was 17 mm-hmm. and we didn't talk about it and and I can't remember what else I wrote but I wrote all these things on this big iceberg and this hush descended on my family because they were like oh yeah and I said there's a, there's a 
said, there's a big beach ball. And I said, another beach ball. And we keep pushing it underneath the surface. And when we push it under the surface, guess what? It explodes out randomly. And that's what happened. And so you can all stop beating yourselves up over all of it because why did that happen in the first place? Well, because they're so beautiful. And they don't want to harm anyone. And they don't want to be a burden on anyone. They don't want to disturb the peace. They don't want to upset anybody else. My family is beautiful. They're always trying to just, like, to, to manage everything on their own like a lone wolf but then because they because and it's a familial thing it's not just them it's me as well it's like because we push it all down try and hide it it just goes that explodes somewhere else when we're not ready yeah a hundred percent and a really like great analogy that I am loving at the moment is the whole um filling up your own cup and obviously it's such a huge trend in society now to be like, fill up your own cup first, like focus on yourself, like do all of those things. But if your cup is already so full of negative, of like uh, negative emotions, negative beliefs, like you already have a full cup. So when you start trying to push good things into the cup, it's still overflowing over the edge. And then when something bad comes along, it just reminds you of all of that negative things that are already in your cup and the cup is just explodes and it just overflows fully and you have this massive big breakdown or anger burst or all of these different things because you're not actually emptying the cup from what was in it beforehand so that you can fill it up with all the good things. So... Looking into breath work as um, a resource that people can use, I know that even on your Spotify, which I'll link in the show notes for anyone who wants to go and check it out, I would highly, highly recommend. I am loving it. I did the money one yesterday and, oh, my God, it's so crazy how such a small amount of time can be dedicated to something and have such an incredible impact on the way that you view it for the rest of the day even. Um So I'll link all them below for everyone to go and check it out. But even on there, there's obviously smaller ones, there's longer ones, the range around five to 10 minutes generally. Um, And then you also have the recordings of the different sort of journeys that you go on instead. So what's the difference really between doing a five, 10 minute breath work by yourself on like a recording and actually going through like a 20, 30 minute breath work journey for you? the biggest difference is going to be the depth that you go through. So I always say that both are equally valuable to have that daily practice is powerful and transformative. And those daily practices will stack so that eventually, even if you experience very minimal things in the beginning, you will have that, um, that experience of breaking through eventually. Often through a journey, you will experience a breakthrough straight away. So journeys, as you said, like 25 minutes, 45 minutes. Studies show that it takes about six minutes to create a shift in consciousness and it takes about 16 minutes to go into a theta brainwave state. In the theta brainwave state, this is just before going to sleep. Mm -hmm. When you're in that state, you can access your intuitive insights, your wisdom, your um, suppressed memories or emotions. And so in a 25 to 45 minute journey, it's almost always guaranteed that you will go into a theta brainwave state and be able to access a greater depth of memory and emotion that was not accessible to you when you were in a beta brainwave state, which is the standard brainwave state that we're in in everyday life. Yeah. 
Yeah, interesting. And it's so true because I can do different guided um, breath works, for example, like the money one that I was talking about where we're really going into the different appreciation and the different emotions, different beliefs and all of those sorts of things within it and cultivating that energy and that towards the specific thing. And in the past, I've also done breath work where I got led on a journey through like space and the universe and into this black hole. And, and it was that point of like, oh my God, like what's on the other side of this black hole? Like, I'm not really sure. I don't know what I'm going to step into. And then I step into it and it's like, all of a sudden I just see this big white angel and like very, very spiritually enlightening um, situations that happen. And it was very much that piece that I needed of um, letting go of a grief that I was holding on to at the time. And I didn't realize that at that time, whereas afterwards I definitely was like, wow, I can't believe how much I actually needed that experience. And it's also something that I wouldn't feel like I would be able to get from just doing that relaxation breath alone because like you're saying it's the difference between just relaxing and still being in that thinking mind versus being in that emotional mind right yeah it's about about deepening presence there is a a certain depth that we can go to when we condition the 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 nadis so the think of that like life force channels in our body um and if we're doing those shorter practices every day that's always going to deepen our access to the to spirit and to our hearts over time Mm -hmm. when we do the journeys you're kind of collapsing that time and creating like the fast track the tendency for a lot of people is to, to then just go straight for the fast track, but both are actually really important. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it does. It's, it's, it's the same with things like fitness, for example. Like you can quite easily just put on your shoes and go for a five-kilometre run and you can still get the same benefit by doing one kilometre every day for five days. Like it's that it's that that same thing of that compounding effect over time versus just going and smashing it out all at once. <laughs> and it's just dependent on the person really and dependent on what their goal is and how they want to do it, um, which is so beautiful that there is so many options when it comes to breathwork too because I know even when I was first starting getting into meditation, it was like my mind was so boggled and crazy and like thinking so many different thoughts all the time that the thought of sitting down for 20 minutes and focusing on slow breathing was like are you kidding me like that is just not even a thing that's going to happen in my world so I would start (laughs) with like one minute a day and I do one minute for a week and then I'd go to five minutes and then I do five minutes for a week and then I'd do it that way to build up that knowledge and also build up the um, trust that I have in myself to be like, no, actually I can control my brain. Like I can control what thoughts I'm having. I can be in control of my breath and be in that state of relaxation for a prolonged period of time. 
And I know that is probably similar for people who are going down the more functional breathing path when they're learning about breath work versus breath work when you're going on that healing and transforming journey, I find is so quick to turn off the thinking brain because you're so focused on like, holy shit, my breath is like actually like so controlled right now. And it's that breathing in and breathing out and breathing in and breathing out without having those pauses, without having those breaks, that it's so uncommon to the natural breath that we have every single day that we're so unconsciously aware is happening that all of a sudden it switches off the thinking. And it's like, how could I be possibly thinking about what I'm going to have for dinner tonight when the only thing I'm thinking about is, am I breathing enough to actually not pass out right now? (laughs) It's it's that difference, I suppose. And is that something that you find with a lot of your clients too? Like I'm sure lots of your clients come saying like, oh, I've tried meditation and it didn't work for me. Yes, definitely. Yeah. A lot of them come in and say, um, yeah, I just can't, I can't sit still for that long. And my mind is so busy. I've got an ADD brain. And I say, perfect. That's why I do breath work. Mm. A lot of people come into my field and they think that because I'm a breathwork teacher trainer, I must be this monk-like <laughs> figurine that can just <laughs> easily drop into peace and bliss. And I've always been like, I hate those people. Yeah. <laughs> that is just like, that is not me. <laughs> and yeah, and so I do. I, I attract a lot of like minds, which is a lot of clients come to me and they're like, yeah, I, I can't, some of them can't even do breastwork in the beginning. They're like, it's too hard. And I'm like, awesome. It doesn't need to be. Right. Typically, when someone says it's too hard, it's because they, they're in this space where they've lived a life where in order to feel like they've grown or achieved something, they had to make it hard. Mm. And then they got the relief afterwards because of the contrast. And so what I do is I make it easy and I make it fun and I make it possible and I make it accessible. And then if you want to go further, then you can because you already know you've got new beliefs. Yeah, it's easy. Yeah. Gets to be easy. Exactly. And so if there was someone listening right now who had never tried breathwork before and they'd seen different videos online or they were sort of a little bit like, oh, it looks okay, I'm not really quite sure about it, what are some of the things that they can expect to experience within a breathwork? Because I know that's a one thing that in my past stopped me from um, from jumping into breathwork so much because it was like, well, if you're breathing in such a controlled manner, like what's going to happen to my body? What's going to actually happen? Because it's so different to the normal breath, right? Such a great question. Thank you. So uh, I'll explain what it's like going to a breath up class and then I'll explain how you can make it a journey for yourself that is a match for what you want. So right. basically when you go into a class, it's going to be probably about 45 minutes to an hour where you'll be doing consciously controlled breathing in and out through the mouth with no pause on the top and no pause on the bottom, kind of like this. And for those of you who can't see a video right now, uh, imagine, you know, those clowns that have their mouths open and they look from left to right at <laughs> festivals and, and kids' colors. That's kind of what you're doing. You've got your mouth open and you're breathing into your belly and into your chest. In about 15 minutes, you'll start to, to feel 
like your body is taking over the breath. In the beginning, it could be uncomfortable, but just like the gym, there's like a warming up period. And then once your body understands, oh, this is how I'm breathing now, it takes over and it begins to run the show itself. You may experience some numbness, tingling, um, some cramping. You may cry, you may laugh, you may scream. You may feel really uncomfortable. And it's important to understand that that discomfort is stress that is being discharged and is leaving your nervous system. Mm. And so let it leave. What is rarely taught in breathwork facilitation, which is a huge portion of my training, is that when you feel those contractions or the tension in your body, this is an invitation to turn towards yourself, to let go of the fight and to relax your lungs, your belly, your shoulders, your hands and your feet and your hips. Really see if you can be still in the depth of that breath, the volume of that breath, but at the same time relaxing around those places that feel contracted and tense. This is because, like I said, that stress is trying to leave and typically people curl around it because they're afraid of it. Can you open to it and let it leave? Now, if at any time during the practice there's this moment of like, oh, no, I can't do this, I don't like this, it doesn't matter because you're always consciously in control of your own breath no matter what. You can shift out of your state just by switching immediately to nasal breathing and then extending the exhalation longer than the inhalation. So no matter what, you are always consciously in control of your own journey. So if there's any part of you that's like, oh, I don't know if I'm ready, I don't know if I'll be able to do it, like, awesome. Remember that you are the one who has the control and the power the whole time. Nobody can make you feel or experience anything. It's your breath. It's your power. It is your superpower. And you are in complete control of it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I found even with some practices that I had done that were the longer practices, it really surprised me at when I would then return to a breath hold after doing the conscious breathing for the certain period of time I could hold my breath for so long. Like I actually had to remember like to be like, okay, like you should probably breathe now, like actually breathe now because it was like surely this has been like at least two minutes now that I've been holding my breath for and completely like it was just such a serene moment for me to be like I actually feel so relaxed and so calm because everything's out. And I don't have to bring anything back in yet. It's just stillness and like so peaceful and so calming and just so, and that was after one of those sort of ones where I was crying and I was going through so many changes, so many shifts. Like there was so much that was moving inside of me to then going into a breath hold where I was just like, oh, thank fuck. Like, oh, finally, like it's finally gone and it's it's left and it, I just get to rest and relax. And it was so surprising that I had such a long period of time where I didn't have to breathe for again. So even though when you are in that process and you're thinking, oh, my gosh, like am I going to pass out right now? Like I just, this breathing is so intense or this breathing is bringing up so many things inside of me. 
it's so great knowing that on the other side of that, you're actually giving yourself all of the oxygen and all of the things that you need using that breath to sustain yourself, right? 100%. So some people have these huge, I always say actually in a room of 10, there'll be about three people that are like, oh my God, my whole life has changed. I don't (laughs) even know who I am anymore. And then there's three people who are like, uh, yeah, um, I, I had some, I had some, you know, tingles or some experiences in, in my body. I could feel things. And then there's like another four people that are like, that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> is, I, I suppose knowing that it gets into the emotional release and things like that as well, it would really depend on where you're at in relation to that because breath work that I've done since releasing all of the negative emotions and releasing limiting beliefs and going through my own neuro-linguistic programming breakthroughs and things like that, breath work that I've done since then has a very different response in my body now in comparison to breath work I did before. So is it one of those things as well, like, like exercise or like the gym or things like that, where the more you actually do it, the results automatically start happening anyway and you don't even have that same physical response like like when you go to a workout for a first time and like the next day you can barely walk and then after four weeks of doing that same workout all of a sudden you're able to do two of them yes a hundred percent yeah so a lot of the time um people who first come will get tetany and then after about 10 sessions tetany is when you start to have cramping in your hands and your hands form these like um, lobster claws, which is really just a carbon dioxide deficiency. Mm-hmm. Um, and after about 10 sessions, that will stop happening. Typically the big shift is in the beginning, there is a lot to purge. And then eventually the greater vulnerability is to feel what's beneath the purge of the negative emotions and what's beneath them is love. Yes. And we've been taught to fear it. <laughs> we've been taught to push it away and not receive it. Um, and that becomes the next layer to feel. So in, in breastwork, it, uh, the journey is always infinitely spiraling up and getting more and more expensive, easier and easier. And even when you do experience negative emotions again, it has a different quality of consciousness to it. It feels like bliss. I love that. I love that so much. Well, I don't think I have any other questions. I feel like that was pretty well-rounded, well-rounded, well-rounded around sort of the beginner experience, things you can, um, things you can experience, some different journeys, some different results and things like that as well. I'd love to know, um, and for anyone listening who wants to get in touch with you or wants to find out a little bit more about what offers and things you have, what is it that you're doing at the moment with breathwork I know that you do the facilitating training um but for people who are looking to actually get into breathwork themselves what are the offers that you have amazing so we actually have a level one and level two of the breathwork facilitator training and level one is specifically focusing on your personal journey so it's about becoming really embodied as a practitioner and then if you want to share it then yes, you have the skills and techniques to go and share that with your community. Level two is that deeper level of facilitation, which is about you and your mission for the world. 
Mm-hmm. And then we also have a third container, which is for women only for this one, the first two are unisex. But for the third container, it's called Rouse. And it's specifically about mm, <laughs> becoming embodied in the qualities <laughs> of being a magical woman, of surrendering, wow. of receiving, of letting go, of pleasure, of peace, and creating from a space that is more spacious and peaceful than anything that you ever have before. And for those of you who are like, oh, okay, I'm not sure if I'm ready to dive into like a whole program yet. Um, like you said, there's the Spotify. So this is a free breathwork that you can just start doing daily. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's also, if you just want to DM me, I can send you an access link to a journey or I can give it to you as well. Um, and you can have, you can have a really gentle breathwork journey experience first and just see, okay, is this, does this feel good for me? Does this align with uh, what I want in life and go from there? I love that. I love that so much. And thank you so much for jumping on and sharing all of your wisdom with us today. I'm feeling so, so, so grateful. If you had one piece of advice for anyone who is looking to get into breathwork, who sort of just started in breathwork and maybe looking to go a little bit deeper now, what's the one thing that you would tell them? Start right now great get off this podcast and do five minutes right now (laughs) and see for yourself what happens we can intellectualize all day but ultimately the experience is going to be the thing that counts and the thing that motivates you so give it a go Amazing. I love that. I love that so much. And I'll make sure to pop all of your information down in the show notes below as well. Is it best to contact you through Instagram? Uh, Facebook is good. I'm Varenis Tan on Facebook or um, yeah, Instagram is also, uh, I use that as well, but not as much. All right, perfect. I'll make sure I pop them both there as well as the link to your Spotify. Um, And if anybody has any other questions, if they'd like to share their own personal story or they would like to find out more information, please feel free to reach out. But thank you again so much, Burr, for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure having you here. I can't wait to get you back sometime in the future as well. I would love that. Thank you so much. You're very, very talented and great at paraphrasing and saying your learnings back to me. I'm very impressed. Oh, thank you so much. Honestly, I'm loving receiving compliments at the moment. So that is very, very much appreciated. Thank you. Oh my God, that was just so good. I don't know about you guys, but I learned a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot about breath work in that episode. And we are so blessed to have Bert come on and talk to us all about it. So feeling so grateful, feeling so excited. If you guys want to try out any of her breath works, I have put everything in the show notes, like I said, a million times just before the episode ended. So make sure to go and check it all out and just get started. Like she said, now is the best time to make the change that you need for your life. So I love you all and I hope you'll have an absolutely blessed week and I'll see you guys next Wednesday.
Bye.